Hi, this is Amida Switlow. I'm with Two, actually her name is Tuvan True, um, who served with us. Two, when did you serve with us? From, I believe it was November 2006 to May 2008. And where were you? In Mesot, Thailand. Mesot, Thailand. That's in the... Where north, is that? It's near the Thai-Burma border. It's in the north-west, I guess. And what organization did you serve with whilst you were there? It was with the Palau Women's Organization. And what is Palau? It's an ethnic group. Okay. And they are indigenous? Kind of like the Karen, but the different uh, indigenous. They're not just... Is is Palau the same as uh, as Karen? No. They're very different? Okay. Women's group. And before you went, what was your training? With VSO or...? In your, in your career, in your work. Career. My background was in conflict resolution and restorative justice. I developed a community mediation program and helped develop um, academic curriculum as well, an Associates of Arts in conflict resolution. And where did you study? I had my, my bachelor's was in criminology at SFU. Okay. And then you went on after you came back and did a master's, did you? After I came back from my placement? Yes. yes. Uh, and where did you do that? At Portland State University in Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. Now, when I talk to many volunteers, we talk about uh, positive experiences and things that happened along their way. And when I think about our discussion today about uh, going overseas, we touched on a point of being at the right time in your life. And when, we th when you think about that, Tell me what you think a good time to go. It's not really about age, is it? It's about state of mind or how you how you are. It's complex. Yes, you're right. It's it's not about age. Um, I think what actually helps is having a lot of work experience somehow. Mm -hmm. Because you're expected to do a lot on your own and to know a lot, and so I would say to have a, a good grounding in some kind of work experience. That prepares you for some of the challenges you might face. Particularly in the placement, in the work that you're, you're trying to help the organization or the work that you're trying to do. Because in countries, um, I know in countries in Africa and in, uh, in other parts of the world, there is so there, er, there's corruption, there are cultural challenges, there are all economic challenges, there's the history of colonialism. It, these are all very complex things. So the, it, it, the stronger you are in yourself, what do you think of that thought? That, that you're grounded and really feel strong when you go. Definitely. I think... Um when I'm reflecting, just having a strong sense of yourself, of being able to say no, of being able to to 
to be okay to do things differently. That's not the norm because you're going to, from my experience, I, I think when I went, I, I was kind of confused, I guess, because there was all these things that were being taught that we have to be adaptable and being flexible and all this. And so they drill that into you that you become, well, I feel, I think, um, I kind of lost a bit of my... You became like an amoeba. You didn't have your cellular you're boundaries. boundaries. Exactly. You're grounded because you're told you have to be. And But when I got there, it's like you're still, you're still yourself. And it's keeping an open mind, and it's okay to say no, you know, but we were kind of, it's felt like we were kind of taught that it's not okay to say no, it's not okay to not conform, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. So I, so I think that's really, really one important lesson, to know yourself and understand your boundaries and, and uh, be able to have the courage to say no. So the second one that intrigues me is when I think about different diasporas, different of people of cult, different cultural backgrounds going to serve overseas. You're, when you meet people there, there are many different ethnic groups that you're meeting. You're meeting people from the West from the, with the NGOs. You're meeting indigenous people like the, um, like the Palal or the Karen. Uh, and then you're meeting people from different parts of the world as well. So there's great cultural diversity, but you said something really special today, and that was something to do with commonality. Tell me more about that. <laughs> what I learned was that I think there's a tendency to really focus so much on the differences, and when that happens, you reinforce the differences, and we only then we look at them as being different. But my experience was that um, behind all those differences, there's that common, there's that commonality that that attaches us, and we haven't been able to tap with that because we're still putting up barriers and and still focusing on differences. And so, I think that was my frustration because I am both an Asian and also a Canadian. Uh, Eastern, have, have both Eastern and Western influences me and so I was able to kind of morph into both and see both sides of it and seeing that they're actually they're no different from us that they, they had the same problems as we do um, they, they had the same conflicts there were still people who were passive people who were aggressive I mean you think about it I think I told you the other day all the dictators are coming from the developing countries, and yet we we have this mentality that they're all communal. Yeah. Um, so let's not generalize. It's no matter where you are in the world, they are those that behave in a certain way, and even those that behave in a certain way can change and do change. Exactly. They morph. Do they do? <laughs> and it's uh, you give them new information. Like when I did training, uh, conflict resolution training for multiple groups there. They all loved the I language. It was like new information, new technique. Uh, we were told that they talk more in U language, like it was that they're, that Asians don't have the concept of I because of this generalization that they're really communal and all that stuff. Uh -huh. But from the training, they were able to reflect and say, oh my gosh, like we use a lot of you very aggressive language. Okay. And this is coming from them. And they're saying, oh my gosh, this is really was a great awareness to realize that that they've been using aggressive language themselves in their own language, and it's because we don't know their language, we just assume. 
Ha, I love this. This is, you know, often we have interviews, I interview people and the discussion is I did this or I did that. And I, I like the more in-depth ones sometimes where we're actually after a placement reflecting on what could I have done better? What could the organization have done better? Uh, how could they have supported me better? How could I have supported them better? And I always encourage return volunteers to come and share that with the organization so that we can actually develop and learn. Because development only does, doesn't only happen there, it's happening here within us, in, in ourselves and as an organization. So I'm babbling on a bit, but I want to thank you so much for your work and, uh, and uh, then for continuing to think of us and coming back today and sharing your ideas and thoughts. And I hope that you'll be able to support us and help us grow in our organization and have a better understanding of how we can find that commonality amongst each other. Thank you. Thanks. I really too. appreciate this too because it's, it's very comforting and it shows me it's about how to go to move forward and to use that experience um, for a positive means and uh, you, you have a way of bringing that out. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> Thanks too. And uh, we'll see you at the reunion.